Well, this morning in Ottawa, a trial will get underway. This involves two key figures in the convoy protests of almost two years ago now. And what a lot of the discussion centers on here is the issue of free speech. So is that what is at stake here? And do we, as a group, fundamentally even understand what free speech actually means? Well, that's what we're going to talk about with our next guest, actually. Clarice Perron is with us, instructor of philosophy and president of the Philosophy Graduate Students Association at Dalhousie University. Clarice, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Do you think that we Canadians understand the issue of free speech? I think um, a lot of what's talked about in sort of the everyday language of human rights and free speech and what we understand um, is separated quite a bit from the history of human rights and the roots of how rights came to be through ethical theory. I specialize in ethics. And so um, one of the things that's always frustrated me is sort of this uh, critical aspect of we always have to think about our obligations to others when it comes to human rights Um, If we're going to be having some sort of human right or declare that everyone deserves a right to something like free speech, what's at the heart of this is that everybody deserves that right equally and that we have to uphold that right in others as much as they uphold it in us. So I think what's usually missing from a lot of these conversations and these protests is that ultimately free speech hinges on us continually thinking about how our actions might be harming the rights of others. Okay, it's interesting you say that because when I think a lot of people would interpret that to feel like that's fine. If you get free speech, I get free speech too, but we don't think of it in terms of my free speech may harm someone else. Totally. And I that's where I see, you know, that the laws against hate speech coming in. Um, ultimately, when we live in a society with other people, we have to have some limits to our free actions if we actually want to pursue the goals that we believe in, the beliefs and preferences that we all individually hold. Well, those could never trump the rights or the freedoms of others. So it's very reasonable to limit the kinds of free actions or the free speech that someone might have if that ultimately harms someone else's ability to do the same thing. Okay, is that where the court then, is that the kind of the fence post that the court puts in, is we have to judge what the harms are by what it is that you said or what happened? Yeah, um, all the way through the last couple of years, I mean, we can even, <laughs> why why is it wrong to kill people? Well, it's wrong because ultimately you're limiting, completely ending another person's ability to act freely in society. So, when we think about something like hate speech or the limits of free speech, those sorts of limits are reasonable because it prevents someone else from navigating the world freely without any sort of fear um, in you know, being who they are and pursuing the sorts of things that they want to pursue. Right, but how do you measure that? How do you measure that fear or someone being prevented from pursuing the things that they want to pursue? Totally. This is one of the complications with with human rights, with rights theory in general. Um, Does everybody have a responsibility to uphold all of the rights for everyone at all times? That's a very big ask. That's going to take a lot of thinking on all of our individual actions at all times of day to reasonably think of these 
limitations and how our actions might harm or help other people. Um, and I think that's something that the courts deal with in the legal side of things. It's, it's always complicated when the, you know, the theory of rights comes into like legal practice, which then comes into sort of policy and how it's talked about in uh, the everyday world. So that's one of the challenges that the courts have to decide is at what point is it harmful enough that we can limit someone else's actions? So does it seem as though as long as we have talked about the issue and the right to free speech that we've also been talking about what the limits are to free speech? I think so. I mean, I think that's maybe what's been on the back burner of of the conversations a bit. But yeah, ultimately, I think with um, the light of this new trial uh, coming coming to play, it's, it's not so much that this was a peaceful protest because it wasn't. It interfered with a lot of people's lives, um, the freedoms that they have because they were possibly afraid to go and navigate downtown Ottawa when the convoy was in place and things like that. So that's that's the measurement then, is it? Yes, you can protest, but when does your protest harm other people? Totally. And all rights have that sort of limit. That's just a natural way, I think, that we can separate it. And determining what's bad enough, um, that's... That's very difficult. People can write dissertations on that. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I'm sure people will be. So you're going to be watching this case very closely. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, especially because the lawyers are claiming that it was a peaceful protest. Um, But obviously, it's been sort of an unprecedented protest. We haven't had a protest like this in Canada before. So uh, I think it'll be very interesting to see what um, the lawyers on both sides um, yeah. are claiming. <laughs> yeah. it, oh, it absolutely will be. Clarice, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, really interesting discussion. That's Clarice Perron, who's an instructor of philosophy and president of the Philosophy Graduate Students Association at Dalhousie University. We're talking about the issue of free speech. Yes, people are entitled to free speech, but that doesn't mean that it there are no limitations on that. There are, as Clarice just explained really, really well. And that is the issue that kind of will be at the heart of this trial that gets underway in Ottawa today. It's expected to last about 16 days. And it's two of the main people that were involved in the Freedom Convoy protest of almost two years ago. And so those arguments that Clarice was talking about there, you will be seeing in watching and reading about those unfolding in the courtroom over the next two weeks. And we'll be keeping track of it, of course.